0: And I want to invite Karen Hatland from World Vision, who is with us to bring God's word this morning. Karen, come up and join me on the platform. We're excited that this is the time of year where we launch our team World Vision race team every year. So she's going to talk to us a little bit more about that. Then I'll have a
1: few wrap up words a little later. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Good morning everybody. I am, as he said, Karen Hatlin and I serve with World Vision, a Christian humanitarian organization working to help communities lift themselves out of poverty for good. And today, today is a good day because for those of you keeping track, happy ninth day of Christmas. That's how far we are. And also, as we have said many times, happy new year. And speaking of the new year, we're just over 34 hours into the new year. So how are we doing on those new year's resolutions? do we still have them? Are they still going? Um, Or are you one of those people that chooses a word for the year, setting an intention for the year? Or do you make 22 goals for 2022? You know, those are all things that we can do. But to decide on what to focus this year, it takes some reflection time. And in all honesty, I am not good at reflection time. Because in order to look at the things that I need to work on, I don't focus on the blessings. I focus on the things wrong with me. I focus on woe is me. I focus on the comparison game. And as my college softball coach called it, throwing myself a pity party for one. (laughs) But then what about the opposite perspective? What does the world see? when they look at me. What am I, where am I poor in the eyes of the world? There are so many standards by which we can be seen as rich or poor, as wealthy or impoverished. Money, resources, community. In James chapter two, verse five, it says, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, Has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? What does it look like to be poor in the eyes of the world? What does it look like to be rich in faith? One way to be seen as poor in the eyes of the world is to live below the poverty line. For those of you who are numbers people, In countries where they're a low-income country, it's $1.90 per person per day. But in uh, countries like the United States, it is $21.70 per person per day. And there are 29 countries like that. These are countries in which it is difficult, if not impossible, to afford food, water and shelter For those of you who are checklist people, one of the first boxes that need to be checked off is access to clean water and sanitation hygiene. So people who don't have access to those things are considered poor in the eyes of the World Food Program who tabulates these statistics. For those of you who heard me preach here last year, you saw this picture, and you know that I had the opportunity to walk alongside those women and children who make the walk for dirty water. In 2019 in Malawi, we were welcomed by this community and we walked to their water source, filled up our buckets and walked back to the village with the buckets on our head, smelly, dirty water, so much so that we didn't want it to touch our shoulders. And yet later the families were going to drink, cook and clean with, these water, with this water. In the eyes of the world, this is a picture of poverty. When we arrived back at the village, feeling the weight of the buckets on our head and the weight of this moment, the villagers greeted us with songs. They greeted us with dance, and then they shocked us all. The women of this village summoned my colleague, Danny Cole, whom many of you have met, and presented her with gifts. She was presented with local crops like squash and peanuts. But then they gave her this ceramic pot. This ceramic pot had so much meaning that Danny and I gave it its own suitcase on our way back. We carried it through six different airports. We carefully placed it in overhead bins. And for those of you that have traveled on an airplane, you know how difficult it is to get anything into that oversized bin, let alone a ceramic pot. And this ceramic pot had so much meaning because this is their refrigerator for their water. This is where they put that bucket of water. This is where they put that dirty, smelly water. I don't know if your drinking water comes from a faucet or if it comes from a refrigerator. Personally, I prefer my refrigerated water from just tapping that, tapping that glass. But theirs comes from here. And this needs to be filled with clean water. This village needs clean water. They are poor in the eyes of the world, and yet they are rich in faith. They have seen what their partnership with World Vision has done so far in their community. They are rich in their faith in each other, that their community can come together in any issue. They are rich in faith in the progress towards a future, They are rich in faith in each one of my Team World Vision teammates that were on that trip that we would come back and tell their story. And they are rich in faith in each one of you that are now hearing their story. They are rich in faith that collectively we will end this walk for gray, green, dirty water and instead that each of those containers in their village will one day be filled with clear, clean water. While we were in Malawi, one of my colleagues who works in Malawi said that he went to a village, and that village did not want clean water. All of us were stunned by that, because who would want that water? We want, everybody should want that clean water. But the villagers thought it would be detrimental to their community to eliminate the walk for water and bring clean water directly to their community. You see, what you might not have seen in the background of that photo with me at the shallow well was that there were seven women who were scattered around showing us their walk for dirty water. And they make that walk daily, if not multiple times a day. And on that walk, they go together for safety, for security, and to share their life together. And if they didn't have that walk for water, how would they do life together? The abundance of community was of the utmost concern if clean water came to this community. Well, one woman who it turns out to be the, chief, the wife of the chief, she received training from World Vision to create a village savings group. You see, instead of making this walk for water, these women took that time and they created businesses. And they were able to get loans from each other and pool their money to create this village savings group. One woman started a bread-making business because she was able to purchase the materials to make an oven. Another woman, she started growing tomatoes and other crops so that her community could have different nutrients in their food. One woman, she decided to start making soap both hand soap and laundry soap, because they knew the importance of hygiene, and they had clean water to stay hygienic, and it was a two-hour round-trip walk to the nearest market if they were going to buy soap. And a fourth woman, she decided to sell donuts after school to the children. Isn't that a brilliant marketing scheme? And not only that, but they were made with pumpkin and different spices. And so us being like, yes, we would like our pumpkin spice treats from Starbucks, we had her pumpkin spice donuts, and they were delicious. But the best was Charity, who showed us her goat pen that she had built with the loans from her team, from her village savings group, and she used it to build a goat pen. And the goats provided not only a milk business, but also a fertilizer business. And so they were able to, with her two businesses, create a home, a second home for her family that was more storm-proof storm for the monsoon season. And now, with two homes, she might be a property manager. One of our teammates was like, you can rent this one, you can take the profits and turn it up. So we were, we were planning some more business opportunities for charity. But each of these women had to be rich in faith. They had to have faith that clean water would come to their community and be sustainable. They had to have faith in themselves that they could come up with a business plan that was sustainable. They had to have faith in each other that this village savings group was going to work for each and every one of them. And in a full circle moment, the interest that comes from that village savings group is what provides the money for maintenance of their water source. They are paying forward and they are making it a sustainable venture for generations to come. And when clean water comes to a community, the children also benefit. When the children no longer have to make that walk for water, the children can go to school. And not only can the children go to school, but they can go to reading camp after school. And we got to visit one of these reading camps. And in my eyes, they were lacking resources. See, in addition to working for World Vision, I'm a middle school math teacher. And I was comparing the room that we were standing in to my own classroom. On the walls, there were no smart boards, no whiteboards, no chalkboards, simply cardboard and paper. On the floor, there were no carpets, no desks, no chairs, simply children sitting cross legged, ready to learn. And up front, there was no teacher with a contract or a salary or benefits. Simply Joseph, a volunteer in a cardboard hat and a potato sack. And let me tell you, he is the gem. See, the lack of resources in the eyes of the world meant nothing in the eyes of the children, because Joseph was there for them. And look at the joy on those faces and those smiles. And what you can't see is through the door in the far corner, there are 20 more kids trying to get into this room, trying to learn from Joseph. And on this day, they were learning about the difference between the letter B and the letter D, lowercase. Now, I never know how I learn things. I always look back at my elementary education. I'm like, how did someone teach me how to read? Like, I learned it, but I don't know what they did. And so watching Joseph teach the letter, he had the kids up front and he had them jumping around like this because for the letter B, it stands for belly. And so the hump when you're writing the letter B goes in the front. Now, the letter D, as you'll see in this picture, he has them all right here with their hands on their derriere because for the letter D, it goes in the back. And we found out that day that bottoms are funny in any language. (laughs) See, this is a classroom that I would love to be in. Now, for most kids, back to school comes tomorrow, and I don't think that at 7.30 a.m. in my first period eighth grade math class, I'm gonna be getting smiles like that. I'm going to try, but I don't think it's gonna be there. This is a room rich in faith. Those kids have faith in their education. They are excited to be there, so much so that they went after school to a reading camp. Joseph, has faith in his education through World Vision, not only to teach literacy, but also use the resources available. You see, if he had a whiteboard, he would have to get markers shipped in and they don't have those resources available, but he has cardboard and he can use it. He can use a cardboard hat, he can use a potato sack. And Joseph is rich in his faith, in his vocation to be the person for these kids even though he is simply a volunteer. As we stood around reflecting on our trip to Malawi, one of my World Vision colleagues named Reward Sabanda said poverty is not the absence of things, but the absence of community. And sisters and brothers, that moment stopped me and time stood still. Poverty is not the absence of things, but the absence of community. Community meaning that we are all in this together. Community meaning we provide help and hope for one another. All these people were seen as poor in the eyes of the world. But I was wrong. The community waiting for clean water overflowed with hospitality, love, and joy. The women overflowed with their harnessing of community and their futures that they changed for themselves and for the generations to come. The community of learners at Joseph's Reading Camp made me want to be a better teacher. They are the rich. Now, in the eyes of my middle schoolers, the fact that I live in my house alone and I don't have a cat and I don't have a dog and I don't have any other animals makes me poor in the eyes of my middle schoolers. My friend reward statement has hit close to home over the last 21 months. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer, yeast, and some more recently supply chain issues aside, I have not lacked anything during this global pandemic. I have not lacked resources, but I have experienced the absence of community. Family and friends weren't gathering together. For a year, I taught my students on a Zoom screen, and I was supposed to run the Rock and Roll in June of 2020 with 37 of you and 400 other Team World Vision participants. And a year ago, I gave a sermon in this very church, and there were two people sitting back there, and that is it. May I say, this feels a lot better. In these moments where I have felt alone in the world, not knowing who to turn to, there was one thing that was always there for me, my faith. And yet, just like our muscles get stronger when we work them to the point of failure, just like you think that you can't go on any further, the same thing happens with our faith. It's when you're facing the hard things. It's when you are poor in the eyes of the world. When you have no answers and seemingly no one to turn to, that is when simple faith becomes rich faith. One of my friends is going through one of those hard times right now. And she's documenting it on her social media. Not because it is glamorous. Not because it is the picture of social media that we all see and experience on a daily basis. It is full of very messy and very real emotions. But she wants to be able to tell the full story of how God has written her life. She wants it all documented so that the redemption story, however it turns out, can be told in its entirety. I don't know where you are at today on this second day of the new year. I don't know how you are seen as poor in the eyes of the world. I don't know what story God is writing that requires a rich faith from you. But I do know that one of my goals for 2022 is for September, when 400 participants or more in orange jerseys will cross the finish line of Rock and Roll Washington in Bellevue this year. And I am inviting each one of you into a season of rich faith. God can use you, the community here, to help communities across the world as you take on miles together one step at a time. We are going to unlock the potential for women and children who no longer have to make the walk for dirty water.
0: Ubuntu is very important to us. It basically means I am because we are. We are all here, united, moving our feet to make a difference in the world. We don't run for ourselves, but we run for more, right?
1: I run for World Vision to raise money to help Kids, they carry this 20 pounder, some water or miles. And I do this running for them.
0: It's unspeakable to think that a thousand children are dying every single day. It's not just my kids. It's not just somebody else's kids. It's our kids. I've seen moms who would do anything for their kids. They would, in essence, give up their entire life walking for water for their kids. That even makes them sick. And it's something that's solvable. Having clean water allows the kids to be with their family, to be in school. It really is like it's changing whole communities because water is the basis for health in every way of life. There is something that you can do right now where you are and make a profound difference in somebody else's life. If you've never run before, World Vision has gotten thousands of people across the finish line. We have training plans that can get you from the couch to the course and believe in yourself and believe that you are in capable hands with God and your community and that you can do this. Just do it. Uh, If I can do it. Just (laughs) do it, seriously. You can do it. You know, this whole thing started about four years ago. I quit smoking, I've had five knee surgeries. So this is a a total gift that God's given back to me. I need to do something with it.
1: I mean, the idea of running even a half marathon at 60 years old was like, well, that's a crazy thing to do. When you get to that finish, you know, there's a group there, high fives and cowbells, and it's an awesome community.
0: You might be thinking,
1: I'm not a runner. I can't do this. You are not alone. You can conquer a marathon because we run together. And together, we can help end the global water crisis in our lifetime. You are because we are. What we just watched was a glimpse into what has been happening the last five years here at Faith Covenant Church. People at your church have been stepping past fear and responding to the global water crisis through the Seattle rock and roll. But this year it's being held for the first time in Bellevue and I don't want you to miss out. On behalf of the over 2,200 children in the Democratic Republic of Congo who now have access to clean water through Covenant Kids Congo, From about 35 or so of your teammates every year, this church, your church, has raised over $111,000. And for that, I get to be the one to say thank you. But did you know that in 2020, for the first time in over 20 years, extreme poverty was on the rise in the world? And as I mentioned earlier, clean water, sanitation, and hygiene is the first thing that must be addressed for communities to be empowered. There are still over 800 million people left without clean water. Now, more than ever, they need your hope and your help. So today we are launching the 2022 team at Faith Covenant Church to step into their shoes and to train to take on the half marathon together in September. If the Faith Covenant teammates before you can do it, you can do it too. 80% of our team is completely new to running, and the training plan is designed to take you from the couch to the course. We are not a bunch of runners, but we are friendships that start and build throughout the season, and it's truly amazing. Many of you are scared, and I know that, because I was you once. You might be scared of the training, you might be scared of the fundraising, And you might be like me and scared of both. (laughs) But I believe that almost everything God has in store for us in life that is good is on the other side of fear. And you have to take that step to get through it. You have to develop that rich faith. We can grow community here so that the communities on the other side of the world can continue to grow. If you're joining us online and you're thinking, I could do this. I want you to take out your phone and text the number 44888 with the message Faithcov, F-A-I-T-H-C-O-V, all one word, and you're gonna get a text back with more information about Team World Vision. If you're here in person with me right now, don't take out your phones. You're not gonna text in. Instead, you're gonna join me down here in front, immediately after the service for a short info session. If you're feeling that little nudge, it might even be tiny. If you're hearing that quiet whisper, don't ignore it. Just text in, just come. All you need is 10 minutes to learn more information about how together we can bring physical and living water to our thirsty brothers and sisters and how our lives get to be changed in the process. Thank you for your work to bring God's kingdom come here on earth. Amen.